The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Here is your host of Plant Profits, Bert Miller. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Plant Profits. I'm your host, Bert Miller. Um, The purpose of the show is really to introduce some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. And uh, these men and women that we have been bringing on to our show on a weekly basis, they're really at the forefront of the industry and and they're, they're creating real companies and real career opportunities as they're building their organizations. Um, a little teaser today. Today we have Nancy Deitch, the CEO and founder of Sarah Labs. Uh, it's a premier CBD brand creating products that are natural, holistic, and dedicated to health and wellness. So some minor to-dos before we actually get started. Uh, please follow me on social media at Bert Miller PG. And that's Bert B-E-R-T Miller, P as in Paul and G as in as in good. Uh, send us your questions and comments for the show using the hashtag plant profits. Profits is spelled P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. And of course, don't forget to share our podcast with your friends and family. Share it again and share it again, uh, please. So let's get right to it. As I mentioned, we have Nancy Deitch on the show today. Nancy is the CEO and founder of Sarah Labs, a premier CBD brand creating natural, holistic, and dedicated uh, to the health and wellness industry. So Nancy, I'm really excited to have you here today. I know we had a chance to meet in Miami during the UCSS CC conference, and uh, we were on a panel together. So it's it's great to meet you again. Welcome to Plant Profits. Bird, thanks so much for having me, and it's great talking to you again, too. Well, without question, I I, I know that uh, at time in Miami we had a little bit of fun. You 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 kind of carried the panel for us, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, I I tried really hard. <laughs> well, that's great. So, well, tell us a little bit about your journey uh, in the cannabis, uh, in your case, slash CBD part of that uh, cannabis part of the industry and. The reason I ask that, it's always interesting and fun to really hear about how people entered the industry. So I'd love to hear yours. Well, thanks for asking. And yes, I I think it's really interesting. You know, I come from the consumer products good industry, um, both from the retail side as well as from the direct-to-consumer side. And, um, And I always have been intrigued and seen great success and have had great success with utilizing advertising to drive uh, branding and consumer awareness and customer acquisition and then have people, um, you know, get so familiar with your brand uh, because you're using an omni-channel program to actually get people to, you know, know who your, what your brand is that, um, and then they go to retail and buy your product. I love the marriage of those two. And when I, when I realized last year, right about, springtime that um, CBD was probably going to become, um, I shouldn't say legal, but the hemp act bill was going to probably mm-hmm. get passed by the Senate and Congress and, and the president. Right. And so I was, I was very excited. I thought, huh, I wonder if I can put CBD 
in formulas of products that I already own that I know are proven formulas. And what a difference um, between last April and May of coming up with a concept, beginning it in July, when people didn't even really know what CBD was, to this July that the whole world is talking about CBD. Well, you think about it, that that one year right there, Nancy, probably felt like seven or eight, you, you accomplished so much, I feel like seven or eight years. Oh my God, it's crazy what is what's happened um, on you know with uh, with CBD. Um, I think that you know we've taken a little more difficult route um, to get to the end game, and that is we we're very compliant. Um, we do not just put product on the market. We test everything at least two times, sometimes three times in order to ensure that what we have on the package we're delivering to the consumer. So it does take extra time. It takes longer for the manufacturer, um, but we at least know what we're giving the consumer is exactly what it says on the package and what they're paying for. Um, we also don't make any crazy claims and uh, we keep on the, we keep so compliant that it does make it difficult. We could be doing three or four times more in sales volume, but I'm looking at this at the long game and I believe trust is very important. And since there is no brand on the market that has really become the brand in CBD, our goal is to become that brand. And the only way you can get there is if people trust you. So you've got to deliver the best possible products to the marketplace and make sure that what you say is in it is in it. No, that's so important, Nancy. And I, I guess not only what the consumer is taking away that the product is what it is uh, as a as a ben, as a benefit, but also the byproduct of what that kind of um, uh, rigor is going to do for everybody and all of us in the industry. So we appreciate you taking that responsible approach. I know that uh, you know, as you've already mentioned, the CPG space and direct to consumers where you come out of. Uh, you have twenty five years of building businesses. And so we are, we're going to build off a little bit about, at the end of the day, uh, really how you entered the industry, but really what attracted you to transition to the space? Well, you know, it's so interesting you say that, and I wish it was only 25 years, but, you know, I may have to kill anybody if they ask me how long <laughs> I've really been in the CPG space. I was going to say 15, but our prep said at least 25, so... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's it's a lot more than that. Um, you know, I, I think I think what intrigued me about CBD is the fact that I started out in the direct to consumer industry when it was a brand new industry and growth was it was explosive, and I was very fortunate at that time in the mid '90s to be able to be in an industry where I could buy three hundred dollar spot on TV on Lifetime or one of the big uh, channels at midnight and get five to $10,000 worth of sales out of it, right? And really drive consumer awareness. Um, and so I came into the industry at that time and the growth was was just outrageous. And and I, I love the fact that um, you can build that field to dreams and, you know, people will come. And I feel that the CBD industry is exactly the same way. We had a lot of bad actors in that industry and the direct-to-consumer industry in the mid-90s. There's mm -hmm. a lot of bad actors here too. They all fall out. 
and only the good guys win at the end of the day. Um, it's a long, like I said before, it's a longer road to go down. Um, but I do believe that what attracted me to this, in fact, I know it, was the newness, the excitement, the fact that, you know, that this is healthy and for you and it brings wellness and it makes you feel better about yourself. And, and, and you know, I can't make these claims about the product, but I have people that cannot live without our products whether they be in the beauty space or the health and wellness space. And the reviews that we've gotten for having, you know, the best quality product have been remarkable. And CBD does make a difference, uh, especially when you are using it with other active ingredients in your product. And, and I, th I think it's got, you know, they talk about the entourage effect of, of using really good, high quality CBD. Well, right. I, I think the same thing happens when you're using active ingredients or ingredients that are clinically tested in your products that you combine them with CBD. And I think you get a much better result and, and a better solution for whatever is your ailment. Yeah, no question. And for our listeners, you know, cannabis uh, is the industry. And if you were, and, and what we're talking about with Nancy is CBD on the wellness side. So if you take put cannabis uh, at the top and you really want to create two branches, uh, one branch would be marijuana, which is typically 20% or more of THC that's involved with that particular part of the plant. And then the other path is uh, hemp, uh, which is what we're talking about here today, CBD, which has less than uh, 0.3% 0.3 of 1% of THC uh, or less as part of that product uh, or plant part of the plant. So um, today that's what we're talking about is the CB, CBD side, the hemp part here with Nancy. And, and kind of bridging that, Nancy, regulations and restrictions are really today changing our, you know, our industry every single day, literally. And so how do you see regulatory volatility really affecting how you want to build your business and, and specifically on the CBD products? Um, interesting, um, inter interesting question that you just, um, you just asked. And, and I think on the regulatory side, we've decided to go along with the FDA requirements of following Deshaies and the Cosmetic Act. And, um, and, and to make sure that we are, that we are definitely not only following that particular, those particular acts, but making sure we make no claims that we can substantiate. Um, we make sure that on our pain products that have, um, that have lidocaine and other monographed, you know, ingredients in them that we actually get from the FDA, the NDC numbers, which is the drug classification number for lidocaine that we, um, and so we find that we aren't having the same kind of issues a lot of other people are, because you know what? It's interesting. If you do it right the first time, you don't have to redo it again. Yes. And what I find is a lot of people, you know, this is, a, this is an old adage that all of us old timers in business know. It's funny how nobody has time to do it right the first time, but they all have time to do it a second time. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. We're getting ready to go to break, but it's funny you say that, Nancy. Uh, an old lesson my dad always told me, don't touch things twice. You're listening to <laughs> you're listening you're listening to Nancy Deitch, the CEO and founder of Sarah Labs, S S E R A Labs today, uh, and stay connected with them on Instagram via at my Sarah Labs, and or you can visit their website at sarahlabshealth.com. 
we come back for break, we're going to dig into Sarah Labs and the education and branding part of uh, Nancy's business and CBD. And we'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Plant Profits. I'm your host, Burt Miller from Protus Global, and you can send your comments and questions to me at Burt Miller PG or use the hashtag Plant Profits. I want to take a step back and give you the correct Instagram uh, for <laughs> Sarah Labs. It is at the Sarah Labs, S E R A Labs. Um, at the Sarah Labs, that's on Instagram. So we're back with uh, Nancy Dyche, the CEO and founder of Sarah Labs. And right now, I'd like to dive more into around uh, the the company and the education and branding, and specifically the categories that uh, Nancy has decided to uh, go down in her long play, and that is the beauty category. Uh, coming from really uh, some topical and cosmetic background, I believe Nancy has found a way to then incorporate incorporate CBD into products that she has had and brands that she's had in the past. So, Nancy, if you'd like to talk a little bit about uh, why you picked the beauty side of the equation, uh, we'd love to hear that. Thanks, um, Bert. Well, I, I, we built 
four skincare lines in, in, in my career and, and my team is still with me, which is fantastic. And what, we, what we've been able to do is to create um, and develop new and exciting formulas um, that you know, are cutting edge in, in, in different categories. So we had a choice. Do we do anti-aging? Do we do acne? And I felt that acne would be way too crowded a marketplace since we all know CPD is a great, um, you know, it's great with anti-inflammatory properties. And so, but what does it do with anti-aging? And we had a skincare line that we've been selling online for about 18 months and had done very well with it. And we, and I, I sent an email out to um, my customers. I had a 20,000 customer base and I said, Hey, to who would, what would, what would anybody think if I put CBD in our skincare line? I thought it would be really easy. And um, I had a percentage of the people said, I would love it. Very small percentage. I had another percentage that says, well, I get high from it. And the largest group of people were, what CBD? And yep. so I realized at that point that, wow, we had a lot of education to do. Um, what is the right amount of CBD that goes into a product? And number, and the third thing was, wow, there's a huge open opportunity for us here. So what I did was I, I went to my manufacturer and I said, hey, let's put C- CBD in this. And he says, it's not that easy. Um, CBD is a large molecule. It doesn't really work the way you think it works. Uh, you just can't throw it in there. It has to be uh, homogenized in, in, a, in a different way with a different delivery system. So we worked on it. And we actually made formulas with um, 100 milligrams, 200, 300, and 500. And what we did is we gave samples out to 200 of our consumers and um, that we already had. And they tested them, blind tested them. And it turns out that in a 30 ml, 300 milligrams worked perfectly mm-hmm. and, 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 and worked better than anything else did people have and that the products that we created are really feel fantastic and and I'm involved in um, in skincare because I um, I have a heart condition and I lost my two my both my siblings to that to this heart condition it's a heart arrhythmia uh, when they were in their 20s and because of that I've never been able to have um, any elective surgeries and um, so I couldn't do anything to make myself look younger living in California, that's a pretty tough road to follow <laughs> and to go down. And so especially for all the veins. Well. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you. I try hard. So I've always had to work hard to make sure that my skin looked great and I looked as young as I, I possibly could for me to make me feel good. Because it's really about how you feel about yourself. And so I've always been on that lookout for the, the latest and greatest ingredients. And and by adding C B D to this line, to the serotopical line, um, which is um, also you can go to um, you can go to Instagram at hashtag serotopical and on Facebook serotopical um, on Facebook as well. Um, what you'll see is not only gorgeous, gorgeous packaging, very clear, um, you know, very clear packaging of what each product is, radiant glow, day and night brilliance cream, exfoliating polish, you know what you're getting with the product. And and we were able to do it at a value proposition. So for me, for somebody who can't do anything, can't have any surgery, this was the perfect outlet for me to be able to put entrepreneurial use together with a need that I had from a very personal perspective 
and why I get so upset when I see other yep, products yep. out there with 50 milligrams and you know that it's a it's a white, you know, they're just doing white label packaging and somebody's throwing CBD in there and they don't care about the results they're going to get, which means they can't build a brand. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. And there's a couple of things uh, that you've really uh, alluded to there. One, uh, in terms of the delivery system and the fact that people are putting out there what they want to put out versus having a real personal connection and a passion for the industry uh, that means something uh, is, is, is sometimes a big void for many of these companies that are, are popping up. The, uh, the delivery system, though, let's just jump back to that because um, you brought that up. And I, I think the advice you got was obviously correct um, in terms of uh, putting the CBD in, it, it, the dosage that one receives based on whatever amount of, of the topical they would use would need to be, need to be delivered consistent, you know, consistently, um, almost like an, like, almost like an edible. If you cut the, you t- cut a 10 minute, 10 milligram edible in half, you, you'd expect to have five milligrams on both sides uh, versus it being concentrated on one side. So I'm, I guess that's something you really learned and you had to go through that process. Um, and it appears that uh, you've uh, been able to um, to find the, the answer. Now, when people use your topicals, uh, in, in, in how much is actually delivered based on uh, the volume? Well, when you, when you take a look at a 30 ml bottle, Mm-hmm. Um, so there should be 30, um, 30 servings, as they call it, right? So right. you pump it out 30 times, or you, um, and and in each one of those, you're going to have 10 milligrams, right, at a okay. 300 right. milligram level. Um, and but uh, what, what I've noticed is that there, because there's so many, there's nine other active ingredients that are clinically tested ingredients um, in the product that over a period of time, your skin starts to look better and better. And it was funny. I was out with a girlfriend. We were out with another couple on Saturday night and and I had given her our Radiant Glow facial oil with marula and argon and lavender oil and, and, you know, and 300 milligrams of CBD. And she said, this is the best oil I have ever used. My skin has not looked this good in years. I cannot believe it. I, I, I can't believe it. I was not a believer in CBD. Now I'm only going to use CBD on my skin. And I thought that, you know, from, from a close friend who's always very, not only honest uh, with me on everything, she's never liked any product I've ever developed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's the first time she actually not only loved it, but she went online the next day and bought all of our products. So that was really nice. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Folks, you're listening to Nancy Deitch, the CEO and founder of Sarah Lavis, uh, and uh, you can stay connected uh, with them on Instagram at the Sarah Labs, S-E-R-A, the Sarah Labs. Um, got that right this time, I believe, Nancy. And you, and you, and you can visit their website at sarahlabshealth.com. When we come back from break, you'll, we'll be able to dig into my favorite topic, and that is people. And how do you handle growth, talent attraction, and diversity and inclusion as you're trying to build out these companies? And we'll talk to Nancy about that when we come back, and we will be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference takes place October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com and take part in the only industry trade show focusing solely on the California market hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference brings together thousands of cannabis industry leaders, policymakers, and entrepreneurs to discuss California-specific regulations, market trends, policy, advocacy, and research. The California Cannabis Business Conference will also feature over 60,000 square feet of expo floor, showcasing over 200 exhibitors. Make your plans now for NCIA's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference, October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. That's CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Everyone, welcome back to Plant Profits. I'm your host, Bert Miller from Protus Global, and you can send your comments and questions to me as always, at Burt Miller PG. And when you do that, please use the hashtag Plant Profits. We are back again with Nancy Deitch, the CEO and founder of Sarah Labs. All right, Nancy, let's talk about teams and people and building your organization. Um, a couple things here that one that I, I have a real interest in is recently it was reported that uh, women in cannabis industry account for about 27% of the leadership, you know, how does this change, how does it change or improve? I mean, what opportunities are there uh, for that number to, uh, to improve? And when I say improve, get more and more women leaders in the cannabis industry. Well, I have to tell you, I'm actually really surprised it's as high as it is because the men of the business world haven't figured out that without us, they can do nothing, right? We're exactly. the best multitaskers <laughs> there are out there. <laughs> and this industry um, needs I'll, multitasking. 
Exactly. All joking. All joking aside, I think that um, I think part of the issue is that a lot of the leaders in the industry, unlike me, who come from the marketing and branding world, came from the grow, growing, extracting, and world manufacturing worlds, and those pretty much highly, um, you know, that's 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 a high male industry. You know, those are high male industries. And and I think that um, what's going to have to happen in order to get more women, and, and I've been very lonely at the top for a lot of years um, as a female. I was a female CEO of a publicly traded company. And um, and, and it's, it takes a very long time. And I think you've got to get to be my age before everybody respects what you have to say, right? And and I and I think that uh, you're, I think Ed, that as the industry matures, we'll find more women in positions of um, of not just power but a responsibility. I, I think that um, I think that you know men traditionally have been team players. They play on a team. They understand team players, and women um, haven't as much as a whole. Um, and so I think that really has held a lot of people back. But I think that. Um, you know, people are getting smarter and understanding that women are the predominant purchasers of these types of products. Mm. And um, because we are the bosses of all the families, no matter who you are, women are the bosses, right? I know you're married, Bert, so I know mm-hmm. your wife is the boss. And yep. uh, and so I, I think that people recognize that the that women have been traditionally in a second tier or the second they've been the assistant or they've been the you know they've been the vice president but not the CEOs and and I think that um, that that really needs to change it shouldn't be based on your sex it should be based upon your experience your skill set your functionality and how you lead and I think that uh, a lot of women are kind of coming out of their shyness or out of their you know, the fact that they've always been told, um, at least in my generation, that, you know, God, women can never get there. I, I'll never forget going on a job interview after I graduated college and and um, for a major um, healthcare company, pharmaceutical company. And they said, well, what do you want? I, they asked me this question. Where do you want to be in 10 years? And I said, well, I said, I want to be the president of the company. And of course, I didn't get hired. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, those, the times have sh- uh, certainly shifted, and I'm sure you witnessed some of that over the past few years. When you think of DNI or you know, in quality, uh, diversity and inclusion, and in quality um, in the culture of female leadership, and I, again, DNI goes beyond just gender. Uh, how have you sure. seen that? How's that? How have, you, how have you seen that shift the last few years? And how are you using that, or how are you building your organization? All right, good, good question. I. Um, I have mostly females in my company, um, with the exception of a few guys. I felt like, you know, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get in trouble for not having men here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I, but I, I think, you know, but I, I do hire by skill set, and and we do hire. We don't hire because of diversity, but I will always. We love to have diverse people in our company. So we're pretty much the United Nations here at our company and we are and we're thrilled to have that but if somebody is a less skilled worker no matter who they are they don't get hired the high, the person with the with the best skill set and the person i think that we think as a group is going to do the best that's who gets hired so i don't look at it that way i look at it more on skill set 
Well, no, I, I think, and, and that is the way to look at it. And I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, but when you think about what your organization looks like and how it mirrors our society, uh, I think it goes yeah. beyond just serendipity. It also goes to your leadership and and uh, making your organization feel look uh, like the rest of the of our you know the community and make people feel safe. And when you have an environment and culture like that, you then have a di- you know a uh, diverse slate of candidates that also were very talented come to the door, and you're able then to make the right hire with the best candidate and get diversity at the same time. So congratulations to you for that. Thank you. I, 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 I'm a big believer in, in listening to my people and, and, and letting them be part of the process. And, um, and, you know, and even though I'm, I'm a little bit of a control freak, a little bit is the key word here, because that's the only lie I'm telling on this, on this show. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, I, it's, it's great that I have people I can trust in positions of, um, of responsibility. And, and for me, it's so important that I can walk away at night and sleep at night, um, you know, knowing that I have such great people um, that are running finance and operations and, and marketing and, you know, in, in every other division in the company. So it makes me feel safer. Well, kudos to you on that. Uh, finally, what I'd like to ask you, Nancy, is uh, what are some of the things you look forward to in the next year? And we already talked about how much the world has changed since July of 18 to July of 19. <laughs> July of 19. So if you look forward to the next year, uh, what, what, what do you see uh, most uh, or what do you look uh, most forward to, you know, both for you personally and professionally at Sierra Labs? Well, what I'm looking forward to um, professionally is that we have um, we have been very fortunate to um, get placement in most of the major retailers that are going to be carrying CBD. Um, there's still most of them are not going to be carrying CBD at least for this year. Um, but I think that as time goes on, it will change. So I think for me, um, seeing our products on shelf getting them sold through, watching the reorders come in. I think that's really, really critical for me and growing our online business and really creating advertising and branding vehicles to let the world know who Sarah Labs is and and to let us be the leader in branding since we understand what it takes to be successful from a marketing and branding perspective. Yeah, no question. And folks uh, out there listening, obviously you can you can hear the energy and the passion that she brings to the the category. Uh, her products and her and her brands within the category, and that's why Sarah Labs is going to continue uh, their growth uh, ascension and be very successful. That's it for our time today, uh, Nancy. Thank you very much for spending some time with us on Plant Profits. Thank you, Bert. Really appreciate it a lot, and it's so great to reconnect with you. You are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. Remember to check uh, check Nancy and Sarah Labs out on Instagram. Um, and you can check them out at the Sarah Labs, and uh, you, I got that right. And their website at sarahlabshealth.com. And of course, don't forget to hit us up again uh, on Instagram with your comments and questions. You can always find me at Bert Miller PG and use the hashtag Plant Profits to always stay in the know. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you catch up with you guys all on next week's show. Thank you very much.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.